Hello, Charmers. Welcome into another episode of Miss Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli, and today you are joining me from a very, very, very sacred place and space. I'm currently sitting in my sacred place, my sacred space, and I'll explain to you what that setup looks like in a second. But I just want to welcome you in because there's a very specific message coming through that I'm so excited to share with you today. So come on in, come on in, make sure you got yourself gathered together, that you take your deep breaths, that you're centered, that you're grounded, and let's get into this good work. Hey Charmers, thank you so much for joining me again today. My name is Sunday Eli. This is Miss Charm School Podcast and I am your host. If you haven't yet connected with me at www.sundayeli.com or via my social channels at Sunday Travels or at Miss Charm School Podcast, what are you waiting on? It's time. (laughs) It's time for us to get connected. It's time for me to see your face. It's time for us to connect and have dialogue and conversation and for you to come out and say, hey, I'm a member of the tribe because I'm so excited to have you guys here, male and female, because I I know that both of you, um, both genders listen to this podcast. And I'm so honored for every man that lends his ear to this space and honored for every female that lends her heart and her ear to this space as well. You guys are welcome here. I normally say, come on in, come on in, kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Yes, come on in, come on in, come on in. I normally ask you to have some libations, some infused water or wine. But today, y'all, I'm in my sacred space, literally. It is about five, six o'clock in the morning. And I'm sitting here with a candle burning, sandalwood and patchouli, some of my favorite scents, very sensual. I'm sitting on a prayer mat that I have, which is just a blanket. And the blanket is actually a galaxy blanket. So it's like stars and it just, it's, I don't know, it makes me feel like I'm connecting to the supernatural when I sit on it. It's my sacred blanket, my prayer cloth. And I have a couple of papers here in my sacred space as well. Things that I like to review. I keep my journal nearby and also the Holy Bible because sometimes I'm led to different scriptures when I sit here and I meditate on God's goodness and pray and listen for God and also speak to God, commune with God, commune with God. This is my time to really sit and ground myself every morning, pray, talk with God, spend time with God, be hugged by God, hug myself. Um, Sometimes I dance, sometimes I, I have a playlist that I call my divine time or love is calling because I believe that God is love. And so sometimes when I sit here on my mat, I play songs from the playlist love is calling or divine time, which is what I call my time with God. And um, we just have a little session and I just allow myself to be led. Sometimes I dance with God. Yes, I know that sounds silly, but sometimes I literally get up and dance like I'm dancing with an invisible partner. Um, and it's just a time for me to love on God and be loved by God and to fill my tank up. And I do this, uh, I sit on my prayer mat every day, if not multiple times a day, but definitely every day. And that's just my practice. It's my practice to stay connected. It's my practice to stay grounded. Sometimes I sit in silence. Sometimes I lay down. Um, it's, and it's a beautiful thing. And 
it feels good too. <laughs> it feels good. And I feel connected. And when I don't do it, when I miss out on it, when I'm traveling or anything like that, I feel the space, I feel the gap, and I feel love calling. And so I do my best to get back to this place and to this space. So for example, and then I'll get into the traditional who Miss Charm School podcast is for and what Miss Charm School podcast is all about. But uh, this weekend I was traveling. And so obviously I didn't have my prayer cloth and those sorts of things. And I was in a hotel room and not my house. Um, but every morning I made sure to get up, sit Indian style on the side of the bed on the floor and just spend time with God, even if it was 10 minutes before everyone else got up because I was in a room not by myself. And I just sat there and I would say prayers silently under my breath or sit silently and listen for God. And I kept a little notepad that I travel with and a pen, a small like pocket one with me and I wrote things down that God put on my heart and uh, I just make time for that it, it just it sets the tone for my whole day so I'm sharing more of that process with you to hopefully encourage you um, to make time to get into your sacred practice push yourself to make it a daily thing where you are communing with the creator you are made in the image of the creator you are the created who is made in the image of the creator and your life you are actually creating every single day. And so it's crucially important that you connect with the creator so that you have guidance, direction, wisdom, insight. The Bible says if you ask for wisdom, God will give it to you freely, free. Wisdom is applied knowledge. So not only will you get knowledge, but you will have the ability to know when and how to apply it in your daily life. That's wisdom. And I've been complimented graciously by many people in my life who are older, younger, whomever, who have told me, you know, Sunday, you're so wise for your age. Well, I literally ask God for wisdom. That's it. <laughs> I've been asking God for wisdom since I was a young girl because I wanted to do life and do life well. And so I just asked for it. And the Bible says that God will give it to you freely. So let's just ask for wisdom. God, we ask for wisdom. Since I'm sitting in my sacred space with you, let's ask God for wisdom. God, would you grant us wisdom in our careers? Would you grant us wisdom in our love relationships? Would you grant us wisdom in our family relationships? Would you grant us wisdom with our coworkers or with our employees? God, will you grant us wisdom with the dealings of ourselves and with ourselves? And God, will you grant us wisdom to know you? how to love you, and how to show your love to others in this earth, which is the highest commandment, to love the Lord God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Would you get, grant us your divine wisdom to show us how to better love ourselves so that we can better love you and also better love our neighbors? Yes, 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 yes. So Miss Charm School podcast is for those of you who are in transition. I'm kind of remixing this right now. It is for those of us who are in transition from our um, womanhood into our queendom. What does that mean? Your womanhood is really your new season where you're going through lessons as a single woman. And there's so much to learn during that time period. 
But as you're transitioning from that time period into your queendom, it simply means that you're being elevated in positions of leadership. It could be in your career. It could be in your marriage. It could be in your relationship status. It could be in being a caretaker for a loved one, a family member, a kid, a parent. Uh, queendom can manifest in many different ways, not just romantically in a marriage, but that is one. But um, your queendom, this is a space, this is a podcast where we discuss different aspects of our transition. You know, this is our gym where we exercise those muscles and get stronger at being an excellent queen so that people that are within our nation, the people that are under our care, under our rulership, if you will, that they would find that we're excellent queens and that we would be proud of the woman that, the woman that we are and we'll be proud of the leadership that we are instilling with the people who are underneath our tutelage. Okay, that's a very deep description of who Miss Charm School Podcast is for. But Miss Charm School Podcast is also a space for modern boss babes to just discuss spirituality, sensuality, and femininity. It's a space for us to kind of peel back some of the layers. Uh, if you're like me, which I'm sure many of you are, you're smart, you're educated, beautiful. I went to a great undergrad university and went on to get my master's and my career really had been first my entire life uh, until one day pursuing my career at all cost literally did one day cost me something and it cost me something big, um, a love relationship and a friendship, a best friendship that just changed, broke. Uh, since then, they've come back, but at the time, I was devastated that I pursued my career to the point that it cost me the people that I loved was the short answer. And so I got really inspired to get in my spiritual practice, get back to God, get on my knees, pray, spend time with God. And it also helped that it was the pandemic. <laughs> and so I was really forced to have a lot of time at home. And in that time and in that reflection, I really realized that pursuing my career did not really fulfill me the way that I thought it would. But it's the people in my life that actually made my life richer. It was the relationships in my life that made my life richer. And so becoming the sports reporter, which is my career path, just became less important. And family became more important. Taking care of my parents became more important. Uh, my mother was going through a surgery. My dad found out he had cancer. Like, you know, so just different things happened in my life where people became more important than than my career, which for a Capricorn was really a very big eye-opening experience for me because money, career, um, status, all those things are still very important to me. Being a success, quote unquote, from the world's perspective is very important to me. But I just had a revelation by way of breakthrough of losing things in my life and being frustrated about the loss and depressed about the loss and not wanting to live anymore because of the things that I quote unquote lost, which that's a, we could talk about that. It was a perspective shift that I needed and we're kind of getting into that for this episode. But because of the quote unquote loss at the time, I realized that the career was not fulfilling, the money was not fulfilling, the status was not fulfilling, and the thing that really was 
were the two greatest commandments, to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind, and to love my neighbor as myself. And if you break that down, it says to love your neighbor as yourself. So if you have a very small cup of being able to love yourself, you will have a very small cup to be able to love your neighbor. And that goes for men and for women. It's not gender specific. If you're a man who only has a very small cup of self-love, you're not going to be able to love any partner greater than the love you give yourself, right? So you have to have your relationship with God because God is love and there's nothing you can do to earn God's love. It just is. So you have to have a spiritual practice to get in the space where you can encounter and experience God's love because it's free, it's abundant, it's big. And once you can expand your cup to receive the love freely given to you, your cup of self-love for yourself increases into a bucket, into a bowl, into a bucket. I like to describe mine as an infinity pool that flows over because it's important for me to sit here with God, like I'm sitting here and inviting you into this space with me and God, literally on my mat today, (laughs) filling up my cup, filling up my infinity pool, so that it flows over into your lives as well, right? And once you have a big grand space of self-love, then you can love your neighbor with a grander space of love as well, because you yourself have a big capacity for love. And that's really what Kundam is about. You can be trusted to be elevated into positions of leadership when your cup and your tank of self-love is really full so that you can actually pour into others, right? But you can't pour into others until you are at a place of depletion because then you'll shrink back down. You won't have enough anymore and people will use you, use you, use you for your love. So it's important to, again, get back in that space with God so you can refill, refill, refill so that you can continue to show up for others out of a place of strength and not out of, not out of a place of depletion. Woo, (laughs) that was a mouthful. But in today's episode, what really came to me while I was sitting here in my sacred space with God is just that life goes on. And this is probably a very specific message for several of you, but I'm just gonna allow it to flow. Life goes on. I had a phone call yesterday with someone who, expressed um, how, you know, if they couldn't imagine, they have a loved one that their parents are going through divorce. And I think that they're processing the emotions of it. And it's very uncomfortable. I'm a product of a divorce. My parents are divorced. And so I understand those feelings. It's very uncomfortable. It's hard to walk through it. And so they're processing it and starting to process it and not really sure how they feel, but, you know, a little bit all over the place, which is understandable. And um, I'm gentle to walk through that experience with them because I know how heartbreaking it can be for a child. And so they were sharing with me, like, you know, when they get married, you know, they see it as forever and they could not ever imagine themselves being in a position of divorce. You know, they were sharing like it would break them. They would feel like they could not live anymore. They could not go on. And that's what I was reminded of today in my sacred space. And I 
was reminded of the time in my life where I was pursuing my career at all costs and it cost me my best friend. It cost me my love relationship at the time that I thought I was going to get married to. And I went through the same feelings of loss and heartbreak and depression and feeling hopeless, like my life is not going to go on. Like, you know, these are the people that I love love and care about. And I know they love and care for me. And if they're not in my life anymore, you know, what am I going to do? And it sounds silly maybe to some of you because you're not in that space. And sometimes it sounds silly to me because I'm no longer in that space. But some of you listening are right in that space. And it's hard to imagine tomorrow when you're in a space of loss, when you're in a space of processing the feeling of it. But let my literal voice, the literal melodies of my voice, soften your heart to remind you that it gets better, that life does in fact go on in some crazy way out of a space of complete brokenness and complete unsurety about the future when you feel like your whole world is literally rocked and turned upside down and your foundation is cracking and you feel like who am I without these foundational things that my identity has been built on because that's really what it is divorce or any type of really great love relationship that ends up broken is a breaking of identity and I think that sometimes parents can I really want to say selfishly and I I understand because again my parents are divorced and I've had lots of conversations with my parents about it you know it rips on both sides when you tear a piece of paper it rips on both sides both people get hurt in the process but because they're so focused on their own hurt they don't always realize the level of hurt and impact the ripple effect that it's having on people around them and that's any relationship Even, you know, if you don't have kids and you're not facing divorce or if you've been divorced already or if you're a single parent raising a child and you're no longer with the child's uh, other parent, you know, even if you guys were never married, the breaking of any strong, powerful love relationship, it rips on both sides and it has a ripple effect on the people around you, even though you think it doesn't. It does. It has an effect on your friends, maybe not as impactful on you, but it does have an effect. It has an effect on your family, especially if your family members were involved in you and this person's love life. It's not just you. Other people are affected. And the closer and tighter that bond is, the more when that relationship rips, it's a crack in a foundation. And think about a house. I like to describe family divorce like a house with a crack in the foundation. When you have a crack in the foundation of the home, usually that home has to either be completely demolished and start and has to be rebuilt from the ground up. I don't know how you attack a crack in the foundation. That's a major construction project to solve, to fix. That's major to fix. You have to rip some stuff up and do some major surgery in order to fix that ripping, right? That you can temporarily patch it, but if you want to permanently fix it, it's going to take some serious construction to fix the crack in the foundation. 
And that's what divorce is like for a lot of people, uh, not just the people who are going through it. It's a crack and it's a rip for the both of them. It's a real death of a relationship. And even for those of you who um, have never been divorced, but have had a very strong love relationships and those relationships break up, you know what I'm talking about. It feels like a death of something because you have a living, breathing relationship. You're a living, living, breathing being. They're a living, breathing being. And then you guys come together and you create this living, breathing relationship. And when it ends, it's a death that the both of you feel. And then when you add children into that mix, there's also a crack in the foundation that the whole family feels. And so for any of you who are, are processing still your parents' divorce, some of, some of us have never really sat and unpacked how they really felt. One thing that I keep sharing with my friend is that it's one thing to extend understanding to your parents. It's another thing to extend understanding to your parents by running over your feelings and your emotions about the situation. I think sometimes when you're quote unquote a good child or you, you know, you love your parents, it's easy to run past your feelings about something to extend understanding to their need. But the truth is you have your own feelings about something that's independent of your parents and you're entitled to feel that way, even if it's anger or upset or frustration around their actions and their choices. You're entitled to those feelings. And so I want to encourage you, whether it's a breakup with your parents in the past or present, or whether it's breaking up with a boyfriend or you're a friend of someone who, you know, their relationship is changing and transforming and ending. I want to encourage you to not run past your own feelings, to feel them. And I know for my men that are listening, you know, feelings are things that y'all are not encouraged to really tap into. So you can exchange the word feeling with thoughts. I, I want to encourage you to not run past your thoughts in order to extend understanding to the person. Stop. Filling up your own tank means stopping and registering for yourself. How am I processing this? What are my thoughts about this? Am I for it, against it? Do I even know what I think yet? Take some time to do that self-reflection and don't run past yourself in the name of extending understanding to others. Stop and check in with you first. And that's what I've been really trying to encourage my friend to do, to stop and check in with themselves first. What are their thoughts about it? What are their feelings towards it? And to acknowledge those because it's living in your body. It's an energy living in your body. And if you do not release those thoughts and those feelings, if you don't acknowledge them, if you don't sit with yourself long enough to ask yourself those questions, if you don't have stillness around you long enough for you to really process a death of a relationship or a death of a person that you really love or a death of a friendship, that energy is still permeating and living and surrounding you in some way, shape or form. And it's going to need to find release. It could be in you overeating, trying to nurture yourself through food. It could be in you partying hard or taking drugs or drinking because you're looking for a level of comfort or escape or nurturing. Well, 
Don't rely on an external thing. Give it to yourself. Let this podcast be a reminder that you hold the key within yourself to unlock that space for you. Okay? So I just want to encourage you today that don't run past it. Stop. Allow yourself to think the thought. Allow yourself to process. Allow yourself to feel. And I want to remind you that it gets better. If you're sitting in that place of darkness, if you're sitting in that place where you think, I can't live without this person anymore, whether it be a loved one that's passed or um, a relationship that's ending, a friendship or romantic, if you're thinking to yourself that you can't live without this person, you can. (laughs) It's hard to imagine when you're sitting in it. It's hard to imagine when a parent passes It's hard to imagine when a grandparent or someone you really love passes and they're no longer in your life, a sibling, a friend. It's hard to imagine your life without them, especially if they pass to something, you know, a sickness or a disease or violence or something like that. It's it's hard. It's tragic. But you life does go on. And I don't say that in a um, in like a negative sobering way. I'm saying it in in a way that I hope the picture that comes to my mind is that light is shining on your moment of darkness, that there will be joy in the morning, that the sun does rise again, that love does come again. And when it comes, make sure that you've done the work to be wiser, smarter, stronger. And remember in the beginning of this podcast, we ask God for wisdom. God promises that he will freely give it to you, okay? And so when it comes again, and it will come again, that's the faithfulness of God. And this is where I'm going to get a little bit of my testimony, you know, my little shouting service. God has been so faithful to me. I myself, I know what it's like to have the breaking of relationships from my parents to my own relationships that I've chosen on my own. And I've gone through the shedding of death of people that I really love about, that I really love and care about many times over to the point that I doubted myself. I didn't think that I'll ever get married. I didn't think that I'll ever have a best friend. I didn't think that I'll ever have people that really love and care about me and cherish me for me, not for my accolades or my accomplishments or what I've done, but for me, who Sunday is. And God has been so faithful that Even what I didn't get from my father, God sent different men in my life through work, through different things, who've shown me examples of fatherhood that I didn't get from my dad. And I love my dad dearly, you know, but my dad's not the biggest talker (laughs) sometimes, but not all the time. But God has been faithful. There's men that I've worked with who literally call me, Sunday, haven't heard from you in a while. How are you? And will be on the phone with me for hours want to know who I'm dating, who I'm talking to, you know? And I got to a point where I realized that's that's God's promise. There's another scripture that says, when your mother and father forsake you, the Lord will take you up. What does that mean? Well, I think that that means that when wherever <clears throat> your parents are human, just like we're human, they have great qualities. They have qualities that they're still exercising in the gym. Their assignments here on earth that they're here to grow through and learn and fulfill. And so when you're underneath their care, 
there are times where you get disappointed, like, dang, I didn't get this from my mother. I didn't get this from my father. You know, I know there are men who are listening who, you know, you looked for your, you looked to your dad to show you how to be a man or show you how to do relationships or show you how to raise your kids or show you how to be a good father. And maybe he never opened his mouth to actually tell you, hey, son, this is what you do. Or daughters who were looking for that from their father or looking for that for their mother. Some of you are listening. You never had either one of your parents in your life, right? But the faithfulness of that scripture is that whatever you didn't get, God will take you up. God will fill in the gap. And I promise you that if you open your eyes to relook at your life, instead of focusing on what you didn't get from your parent, appreciate and bless your parent for what they did give you. The fact that you have a craving for something from them means that they showed you what not to do. That alone is a blessing, that you have the craving to go learn something else, to go pursue another understanding, to go pursue another perspective, that you have these questions that you're looking to get fulfilled. That means they taught you at least what not to do, right? They taught you something that doesn't work for you. So even in a way that has shaped you and formed you into the person that you are today, the person that your children are going to have pour into them the very things that maybe you didn't get, right? So we can have a level of appreciation and respect and love for our parents, for what they did give us, and even for the things that they didn't teach us. Because God promises to send people into your life or to bring situations into your life or even someone like me with this podcast to help usher you into the next space for you. That's the faithfulness of God. And when I started really paying attention to that, instead of focusing on what I didn't get from my parents, who I know love me dearly, I started to realize that God has sent different people in my life to help me learn the things that I didn't get. Like I said, I have a gentleman who calls me who just wants to know how I'm doing. And we have no relationship to each other. He's actually even from the same state, almost the same region where my dad is from, (laughs) like an hour drive away from where my dad grew up. So he feels like family, even in like his speech of how he speaks. Right. Um, I also have the same thing for the female side. There are certain lessons I didn't really get from my mom, though I know she loves me dearly and would do anything for me. But some stuff she just didn't have that she just couldn't give me because she just didn't have it. And God sent different women into my life who've helped me massively along my journey. And some of them don't stay forever. They may come for a season. They may come for a time. Be grateful for the time that they've come into your life to teach you something. Take the lesson and keep going, keep growing, keep evolving. And again, if you're sitting in that place of darkness where it's hard for you to imagine something different because you're sitting in the place of just feeling the loss, I've been there. I know what that feels like. It's uncomfortable. But instead of running to a place of escape, which feels very tempting, I want to encourage you to sit there and to sit in it and to feel it and to be there and to ask God for wisdom and ask God to help you have a new perspective. Ask God to help you have a renewed mind. And he's faithful. You will begin to learn things about yourself. You will begin to see things about yourself. You will begin to grow. And as a friend shared with me many years ago, as you're growing and you're tending to your garden, 
you're going to look up one day and see that so many other people are eating from your garden as well because you sat and you did the work, because you learned the lesson, because you gained the wisdom. And other people are going to be able to come into your garden, the garden of your life, and they're going to be able to sit at your feet and they're going to be able to glean and learn from you because you simply asked, because you didn't run to substance, because you didn't run to escape, because you came and you sat with God and God gave you something that allows other people to thrive in your nation as queen, as king, as you preside over the things that you've been given to preside over in your life. So I hope that makes sense for you. That was on my heart to share. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give any other human being that much power over you, even though it's hard. Sometimes when you feel like the foundation in your life is cracking and breaking, it makes you question yourself. It makes you question your existence. And sometimes it's you're tempted to cling on to people in your life. But no one can fix that cracking but God. No one can fix that void but God. And you've got to sit with God so that he can patch up and heal what only he can do. Because God is the one that establishes identity, not even our parents. And when our parents lose their way or someone dies in your life or a friend decides that they don't want to be your friend anymore or somebody rejects you, God is, is the entity that will heal all rejection, all lack of identity. And you will know that you know that you know who you are the more you lean into God. And God will encourage you and remind you, I'm on the other side, sis. I'm on the other side, bruh, bruh, okay? And God will remind you that life goes on. There will be new love. There will be even greater love than what you experienced before. If you want that, if you don't, God is not going to force it on you. But if you do want it, you will have it. You will have more joy. There will be other opportunities to laugh again, to have real joy in your belly, real smiles on your face, right? There will be people that will be sent into your life that will not leave. I have to even remind myself this. Everyone who left couldn't stay and everyone who stayed couldn't leave. Tell yourself that. Everyone that left could not stay. Everyone that stayed could not leave. And it may not be the people that you specifically chose. There may be someone that you like, I really want my parents to stay together. I really want this person to be in my life. I really, really, really. But maybe they got to go. Maybe they got to go. <laughs> but ask God to open your eyes to the people who choose to stay. Because those are the, that's your tribe. Y'all are my tribe the people that choose to stay. I don't super broadcast this podcast because who's meant to hear this will hear it. You will be guided. Even if you start this episode and then you get caught up and someone calls you and whatever, and it's three months later before you get to this again or three weeks later before you get to this again, by the time you get to this very moment, you're going to be like, yes, I know that I'm a member of the tribe because this was right on time for me. And that's how I want this space to be. I want this space to be so divinely led for all of us, because this to me is what matters. If you're called here, you're meant to be here. If you're listening to this, you're meant to be listening to this. Think it not strange. It's not coincidence. 
you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be hearing this. You're supposed to be listening to what's coming through so that you can pay it forward to the next person. One, by mastering it yourself and two, by helping somebody else through their journey. This is God moving through people. We're waiting for something to come out of the sky and fix all of our problems. And I guess technically, if you sit in your sacred space with God, yes. <laughs> but then you got to get up and be the hands and feet of God, loving people, helping people, transforming lives, transforming communities by transforming yourself, thyself, healing thyself. I'll end there. Thank you so much for joining me. I love you guys. Go get in your sacred space. Go commune with God, talk with God, dance with God, do your thing with God, the thing that's you. I dance. I love to dance. So me and God dance. Maybe you paint, maybe you sing, maybe you write poetry, whatever it is, do that. Love on God. God will love on you. God will spoil you sweet. Okay. I'm living proof of it. I love you, Chimers. Talk to you later. Bye.